Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Harriet Kamak with Down to Earth. It's the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, we're going to talk about why farmers in the Midwest are committing suicides at alarming rates. And as I read the story, just like you will, I couldn't help but feel connected to our farming community and to feel some sort of way touched by the events that have touched them. Uh, But first, I want to just ask all of us, how are you all doing? How are you doing? Are you okay? Are you all okay out there? Just just shake back at me, text me, type on me. For those who are watching me by uh, by Twitter, you can respond. And for those on YouTube, let me know if you're okay. Last night, as we all gathered around our TVs, right? Uh, how about me? I'm I'm coping. <laughs> I'm coping, praying a lot, and eating well, and making sure I take my vitamins, drinking practicing preventative measures, but thanks for asking me. That was truly touching. But last night as we all gathered around our TV, I thought I could go to bed early, right? So I went to my bedroom early, like at 8 o'clock, and I'm like, I'm done for the night. And then I started watching a movie on Netflix, I said I needed to go to Twitter. And I went to Twitter and started scrolling and realized the president was about to speak. So I'm like, I don't want to hear anything more you know, any more politics. I'm like, I'm about to tune out and go to bed. I'm done. And then just as the president started announcing the European Union travel ban, then Tom Hanks, his rep, issued a statement that Tom Hanks and his wife have tested positive for the coronavirus. At first I thought it was a hoax. I was like, is somebody trying to create some kind of drama or something? But then it became true that Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita, who are on location, in uh, Australia, tested positive for the virus. While we were still processing that and processing how Americans were in other parts of the world need to get to the UK pronto in order to get back home, while we were processing that, then the NBA said a Utah Jazz player, uh, what's his name, Rudy Gomez, has the virus. And this dude happened to have played a game the night before and afterwards, and they began showing video how this man touched everything inside. He was just plastering his hands on everything. <laughs> and it went wild. It was a wild, wild, wild night. After, and then, just when I thought, this is it, it couldn't get any worse, Juventus, who is a soccer team in Europe, they announced that uh, they, they play in, I believe they play in uh, Spain. They announced that one of their players has tested positive for the coronavirus and they're self-quarantining all of them, including my favorite, Cristiano Ronaldo. Have you ever seen him? He has an Instagram page with like about 50 million followers. I am one of them. Dude is divine, divinely fine human being. Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh my gosh, I looked at him and I'm like, no! This can't be happening. So the narrative 
that was most effective prior to that was that this was affecting mostly older folks because their immune, their you know, immunosuppressed diseases, and they're not able to fight back. But when it starts happening to fairly healthy people like Rudy Gomer and football players who are tested for everything under the sun and that you're most at risk to contract the disease doesn't mean it will necessarily be fatal but you will contract it nonetheless but when you hear someone like young uh, athletes are, are, are contracting the virus I mean it sent this whole thing into overdrive then of course the president said that he's going to shut down uh uh, American borders, none of us are really fighting about that. We're all just like, uh-huh, took you long enough. This thing should have happened from January, right? So none of us are really mad about shutting the, the, the borders now. We were just like, it should have been scaled into happening from January or February to mitigate the collateral damage so that folks are not stranded outside of the country. There are still a lot of people who have been traveling and who are still outside of the country. God help them all. The funny thing was, though, he uh, accepted the United Kingdom. Kind of strange because the health minister in the United Kingdom has the coronavirus. So even though you shut down the borders to the European Union, that's going to be a fight, by the way. We shouldn't have done that. We should have considered the sensitivity of it because this is not extreme enough for that to happen. You know what I mean? And, and now with our allies in the European Union, you never want to isolate yourself, Right. But now the UK has 459 cases of the virus. So why are you even saying that people from the UK can get into the country, but not from the rest of the European Union? Strange. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that wasn't thought of. You don't want to alienate people. We're going to have a job to rebuild our alliances after that. Plus, it wasn't well thought out because, as you know, what? American companies have interest in Europe. Ford has interest in the UK and in Germany, right? And guess what? United States military bases are in freaking where? Italy and Germany. Who the hell thought this program out? It's like the president is reading something that was prepared by people who don't have a freaking clue what is going on in the country or around the world. How are you going to say you can't accept flights in from the European Union when you have military uh, personnel based in other parts of Europe. Germany, hello. So how are Turkey? So how are you going to say you don't, you're going to shut down flights? And then you qualify by saying, well, we're going to take our trade because you realize now that you started a freaking trade war again. Not well thought out. The people who are writing the president's speeches are as much to be blamed as anybody else. They need to vet their stuff and think about stuff. Because at the same time, I have, I don't know about you, but I have family members in the military. Anybody out there? You all have family members in the military? Some of whom are stationed overseas. Some are stationed in places where they can't tell you. They pretend like they're down south or, or something when they're really like 15,000 miles away from here. Deep down. Anyway, let me stop talking, right? So, I have family members in the military. Only God knows where they are. How are they going to get home if they have to? And why would you say that? Because you need your allies. It was just like the craziest thing ever. And then in the midst of all of that, of course, no, it just it's not a thought out enough policy that is going to impact a lot of lives. What about people who are working and stationed overseas by their companies? And we're told, well, no, you don't need to come back here. Stay there. Well, now if they want to come home, they can't come home. 
And especially if you're flying in from, uh, and then the vice president had to walk it back by saying, well, we're, you can't come home, but we're going to send you only to 13 airports in the country where you will be quarantined for 14 days. Good luck. I guarantee you people went about some, some private, got on some private jets and landed in New York City. <laughs> and uh, Jeffrey Einstein's airport in New Jersey overnight. I guarantee you. Right? And just so you know, this is sneezing, right? This is not uh, virus uh, testing. I have a caller, so you want to hear what this caller has to say. Hello, caller. Hello, hello. How is everybody? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing just fine. I had a question while you guys were having this discussion and conversation on this topic this morning. Um, right. Concerning farmers. Are, are, what's what's the, the ratio between white farmers and black farmers? Is it more black farmers or is it more, who, who is it, you know, that is uh, that is actually committing these suicides? Uh, in amongst the farming community, it's farmers. Uh-huh. Uh, from what I have read, this is a study that was done by USA Today and the National Farm Bureau, and in collaboration with the University of Ohio and the University of Iowa. And what they found uh-huh. was that this was concentrated in the nine Midwestern states. You know who the, you know who we are, right? You know Michigan, Ohio, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Nebraska, uh-huh. and so. On. And what they found, I'm going to give you the statistics in just a little bit. What they found is that farmers were, I didn't want to say, but because the numbers are alarming and it kind of hurt me a little bit. It really did. Folks, it hurt me. 450 farmers killed themselves between 2014 and 2018. That's a lot of people. Oh, wow. right? A lot wow. of people. A lot of people. And uh, the reasons for that were primarily concerned with with debt. As you know, we're no longer an agrarian society. So the focus public policy from public policy uh, legislators over time has not been on agrarian, uh, on farmers. They have provided tariffs. They have provided, I'm sorry, not tariffs, but they have provided bailouts. In fact, in the 1980s, we, I don't remember that, but you know, it's recorded that there were bailouts but guess what? The funding dried up over time. Since 20, 2007, though, there's been an uptick. And a lot of this has to do with climate change. In fact, I'm going to give you another statistic that I found just as alarming. And it was that in 2019, farmers were able to plant 20 million acres because of climate, because of bad weather. So if you look at, we started having extreme weather from about worse and worse. Then we had no spring, so the farmers can't plant in spring. Uh, and when farmers don't plant their crops, they worry. A lot of that was environmental. So it's climate change. There's much you can do about extreme weather. But then when the trade war started in 2017, that pushed people further over the edge who were already borderline. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So that's what, right. that's what, are you a farmer? Are you a farmer? Are you involved in the farming community? Right. I, I'm, a, I'm a vegan, so actually I benefit from farming and those who farm. So, uh, you know, that's where the concentration of my diet actually comes from, those, those who farm. 
So I have been an organic farmer before, you know, mm-hmm. or, or or an organic grower. I'm not going to say an organic farmer. I have actually mm-hmm. worked on an organic farm. Um, oh. So I do know, right, I do know the different standards. I do know uh-huh. uh, the types of seeds, the difference in seeds. Um, and I do know that the majority of the market, Monsanto is controlling so, you know, even offering that uh, viewpoint into this conversation, I think is very much needed because you have mom and pop stores. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not sure if you ever heard of Earth Fair. Earth Fair mm-hmm. is very similar to uh, Whole Foods, but a couple weeks prior to this whole uh, coronavirus epidemic or pandemic, um, you know the 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 Earth Fair mm-hmm. food store closed down its chain, right? And out of it and Whole Foods, they were more uh, they were more organic. I'm going to say they were more organic because now since Amazon has taken over Whole Foods, Monsanto is controlling the majority of their produce. If anybody knows anything about DuPont and knows about um, genetically modified organisms, you have to know who Monsanto is because they are the leading producer in those things. So, um, you know, they have a lot of, of, uh, I'm going to say, bad practices. And Hmm. they've actually been protested in several countries. You know, some, a lot of, they've been banned in certain countries where they don't want any products coming from America because now America is basically infused in Monsanto products and promoting those. And a lot of times these aren't our real products. These are more genetically modified products than not our heirloom indigenous products. So can I ask you a question? Are you saying that uh, American farmers, that most of these farmers, are they? do you think that they're organic or are they uh, operated by Monsanto? They're operated by Monsanto. In order to form majority of the, you know, majority of the time, you're going to have to go via whatever the the, the standards are. You understand? Not saying that Uh organic is not, you know, going uh, via the standards. But I feel like even the organic side is starting to become controlled because now Monsanto is working with and for the government. You understand? So I would say they are the ones that are now dictating what the standards should be. And being that they produce a lot of genetically modified seeds even, you understand? And they have a lot of bad practices, you know, now that makes them kind of like the evil scientists or the evil genius. That, that puts them in that seat where they're controlling a lot of the standards. They're controlling a lot of the seeds that are even being engineered rather than them being our organic indigenous heirloom seed. Now mm-hmm. you have seeds that will, uh, that can go down in the crop and you can get your fertilizer, you can get your, your pesticide all in one seed. You have some seeds that are terminated seeds that if you put them down and if you don't constantly change them out, they will destroy your whole crop. You understand? So They're terminated have- seeds. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you something? So do you think do you think that organic is really organic or you think it's just a marketing gimmick? 
Organic really means organic. Organic really means organic. Now, I can't say that everybody that says they're selling meat is actually selling beef or they're selling, you know, I can't say that everybody whom says they're selling organic food is actually selling organic food, but I do know that organic has a definition to it, and that definition is minus genetically modified uh, organisms is minus the pesticides and the herbicides, right? That is the mm-hmm. the natural standard, right? And mm-hmm. you know, so I, I can't say who is deviating, who is who is breaking the law and who's not. But right, right. It's core organic definitely means that. And when you grow these things at at your own home, you can uh-huh. kind of see the process happening for you. Because when I used to grow. I didn't just go and grab the pesticide from the store. I would have to concoct my own natural pesticide to avoid spraying this 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 stuff onto the food that me and my family would be eating. Rather than going out there and getting seeds from Family Dollar or the local store, I went and got this, this heirloom indigenous seeds, and that takes a little more work, you know, but it's definitely worth it, you know. It's definitely worth it. So, uh I feel like, you know, it, it is a thing that should be up to us, the consumer, that where we are calling the shots and not waiting for somebody to dictate to us and tell us, hey, what we should be wanting or what it is that we I appreciate doing. it. I appreciate it. Thank you for sharing yes, your ma'am. thoughts and your experience yes, with us. That was really, really, really moving. Thank you so much, sir. All the best. Yes, ma'am. You know, this is uh, this is something that, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to dismay you, but I found it rather moving and very troubling this morning to talk about this because when I think about the future of farming, I would never want us to be dependent on anybody else for producing our own food. In fact, one one of the factors and the building blocks of our society is that we're able to feed our own people. In fact, we only import foods that are exotic. So bananas, because we like uh, ripened bananas, right? Uh, avocados and more types of tomatoes. So we only import an exotic fruit. We only import foods that we absolutely don't need. But most of the foods that Americans eat are by American farmers. And our dairy products, our milk, what makes our yogurts is because we have a fresh supply of milk right here. We have cheeses, the whole variety of cheeses that we make right here. That's one of the pillars of our society is that we can feed ourselves. We don't have to rely on somebody else to send food to us. We can feed ourselves, right? So I want to read you some stuff, like I said at the beginning, uh, when the caller called in, 450 farmers killed themselves between 2014 and 2018 in nine Midwestern states. That is an alarm number across any lines, across anything. There are reasons why farmers commit suicide. It's because they're saddled with debt. They're overburdened with debt. Many farmers are generational farmers, so they inherited the farm from family members prior to, and they want to hang on to it. It's part of a legacy that is being transferred to the next generation. The bank so much, and bankers don't have emotions. Bankers only know money and the bottom line. When they have to sell their farms, they'll sell off their equipment. They feel like they're letting everybody else down or letting the generation down before them. 
But farming is hard. It has always been hard because farmers are isolated. They live in communities that are not urbanized, and they're, they're largely isolated. Coupled with the fact that we are facing what? Decreasing populations in a lot of rural counties in the Midwest. A lot of rural counties in the Midwest have very few people living there, so there are no centers for social activities. We do know now from what we know about suicide and suicide prevention is that the more people you have around you, the more a person is engaged with their community, the less likely they are to feel isolated. The more people are isolated, the more they resort to antisocial behaviors, and sometimes it culminates into suicide. Farmers and so the agriculture secretary, because the current administration imposed trade wars and tariffs that caused dairy farmers in Wisconsin to dump milk where they used to export milk to China and to other countries. They were they, because of the trade wars, they couldn't sell their stuff off. I'm going to give you a statistic that you need to know. You need to know about. You don't believe me? Listen to this. U.S. soybean exports to China dropped 75 percent from 2017 to 2018 amid trade wars. So the Secretary of Agriculture, and you all are listening to this, you all need to know that this is a byproduct. This is what you do. Don't just sit in your glorified offices in, in, in Washington and forget that real people are being impacted by your stupid policies that you don't think of. Your policies are not executable. I don't know what's wrong with us. People want to vote in Bernie Sanders because he, uh, he, he wants Medicare for all. Anybody thought that's true? We have nearly 400 million people here. How are we going to provide free health care for 400 million people? Where would the money come from? We would be a third world country in five years. We would not have any money to provide universal health care for nearly 400 million people. People do not think stuff through. We like to just grab an idea and just roll with it. How are you going to just create a trade war with China, not realizing that you're going to affect all factors of the economy? 75% drop in soybeans. Can you imagine if you were a farmer and all you farm were soybeans and then you couldn't get, you couldn't take your product to market and so you're going to lose your farm, your kid won't be able to go to college, you're going to lose your house, you're going to lose everything that you own and you're going to tell them to go get a job and they live like 50 miles from the nearest urban center. Are you kidding me or what? So the Trump administration in 2018 created bailouts in $28 billion, but that did not help because the problem was already endemic. The, pro the trade wars exacerbated a problem that pre-existed, pre-existed climate change, tariffs, and bailouts, climate change, extreme weather. We had a farming crisis in the 1980s where 900 farmers committed suicide. And so the government stepped in to try to help that. But then the funding dried up as usual because in Washington, people are, people are uh, periodic. You know, they're temperamental. So the latest buzzword, they jump in it, and then they forget that you have to keep funding programs so people can continue to live. There are nine Midwestern states that are, most, that are affected, Ohio, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, North Dakota, Missouri, and it goes on and on. American farmers produce almost all of the, of the country's food, and they contributed $133 billion in 2018 to the GDP. You know what the GDP is? The gross domestic product. The GDP is all the goods and services produced within a country's borders. That's our GDP. 
or GNP, gross national product, is the goods and services that are made by American companies, whether they're here in America or they're overseas. One of the really things that make our society, our country great, is that our GNP is really high because we fund a lot of the world's economies like China and India because American goods and services are produced in Mexico, China, India, and it's about to spread out over, over Europe. Right? Saddled with record debt, more than 450 farmers killed themselves across nine Midwestern states from 2014 to 2018. Check this out. According to the CC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, farmers are the most likely occupation to die by suicide. The caller had asked if these were Mormon farmers or black farmers. It did not specify. It just said farmers. Right? So according to the CDC, farmers are the most likely occupation to die by suicide in a January 60% in two decades. You, you think 60% is high? I mean, 5% would have been alarming for you and I, but 60% calls to crisis centers double. Check this out. One of the things that jumped out at me when I was reading this study was that the universities of Iowa and university at the University of Ohio. In other words, the colleges in these states started to take note that farmers were hurting themselves, and those same universities set up hotlines. I wanted to cry. The thing is that in urban centers, it's not spread out. And you have to ask yourself, well, how can farmers obtain relief? Well, who comes in contact with farmers the most? Other farmers, right? Right? And who else do farmers talk to a lot? The people who are their marketers, because they have to employ marketers to sell their products. The other group of people that they must, whom they must talk to are their bankers. In farming communities, banking is not as removed as it is in urban communities. You and I... The, the banks don't come to us. We go to the bank in large urban centers, right? We don't, they don't come to us. In farming communities, the bankers go to you. The bankers sit at your kitchen table. So now they're training bankers and marketers and others who interact with farmers to recognize red flags of suicide. And in, in some of the stories that I read, you can tell when someone is, is not feeling well about their circumstances. We like to refer to it as negative mental health, uh, uh, a label to it. The fact of the matter is whether you want to label it negative or not, someone is having a problem coping with the issues of life, pick up the phone and call them. Don't just send them a text. Don't just say, hey, I'm checking in. Pick up the phone and call them. Say, hey, what's wrong? You're on my mind. How is it going? A lot of people in the days and months following after a family member commits suicide will say, I could tell something was wrong. They were withdrawn. They were no longer engaged. And invariably sometimes they withdrew. And then all of a sudden the day before they die, they suddenly feel upbeat. That's when a person has come to a conclusion that they're going to take their own lives and everything is going to be all right for them. So they give up. Right? Farming has been hard hit. And this has been going on for decades. We have abandoned our farmers. It's not glamorous to farm anymore. It never really was. It's hard, back-breaking work, sitting on a tractor in the sun, 
right? And tilling the land and coaxing the land to perform. And especially here in the United States, we don't practice farming the biblical way, where we leave the land to, to rest for a year or two. We probably leave the land to rest during, during uh, winter when the, when the soil is hard and it's too cold to plant anything. But then in places like Kansas and so on in Missouri that are subject to flooding after the, the, the winter storms and the winter snows, the Valley and the Ohio River, places impacted by that, tend to flood a lot after, far, after winter. Right? So what we have here is climate change. These are the factors. So any policymaker that is going to create a policy around farming has to consider climate change. We've been hit with extreme weather. Here in Michigan, for instance, we had the freakiest winter ever. I mean, it didn't stay the same. It gave most of the, the, the sneeze and hay fever because the weather wouldn't stay the same. I'm just now getting past a hay fever that I developed my, from uh, the end of, I think it started the first week of February, just around Valentine's Day. I was so annoyed because my daughter came home with it, and it just wouldn't go away. Finally, I got some flu coronavirus. You don't want your immune system compromised. So you should have seen me like an energizer bunny, y'all. I drank water. I took more vitamins than I've ever taken in my life. <laughs> I am determined. Right? Because in a matter of weeks, in a matter of about a month or so, when the weather turns warm, this hopefully this virus will dry up with the sun. The sun will come out and dry this virus up. We're hoping for that. But what are we gonna do about our farmers in the meantime? Our farmers need our support and our help. It's very important that we buy produce. Here in Michigan there's been a push to buy Michigan owned uh Michigan produced uh far, uh products, right? And Michigan produced uh, 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 goods, and especially during spring, you know that late spring, early summer. Have you ever had cherries from Michigan? You're missing. You're, you're missing out. Is the sweetest? Oh my gosh, it's the sweetest thing eaten. Are the cherries from Michigan? So we're proud of our Michigan farmers. We buy potatoes for most of you in other states. You probably buy potatoes from Idaho and so on right? Idaho potatoes, Ohio, and so on. We buy potatoes from Michigan. Occasionally, you see potatoes from Idaho here. We do see that, especially during winter when, you know, crops are low, so you pay big money for potatoes until in the summer. You get nice big 10-pound bags and you get nice baking potatoes. I just store them because I love potatoes. I make a lot of potato hash because my diet changed and I eat mostly plants and, you know, Stuff growing on a vine or on a tree or in the ground. So I eat a lot of potato hash because I can't eat meat. <laughs> Pray for me. <laughs> right? So so when you think about it, what, what's going to happen to our farmers? Many of them took out loans, y'all. And this is their home. This is their way of life. And I'm not saying move with the times or, or so on. I'm not saying any of that. I am just saying Farmers exist for a reason because we need we eat what they produce. So they're an essential industry. And as an essential industry, they're not getting essential help. They need the help. They need the support from the federal government. We need not start trade wars that are going to impact our farmers. They need to plant these products. They need to sell these products to market. Whether they're controlled by Monsanto, those are uh, situations that are 
more politics than anything else. Because it's who has the biggest money gets invited to the table. You don't want me to start talking about that because it seems to me that there are test kits for coronavirus, but if you're famous and have money, you'll get tested. Because Rudy Gobert, the, the basketball player, got tested. Tom Hanks got tested, not because Australia has test kits, but because all the famous people, some people in Washington, D.C., got tested. You're famous, you get tested. So there are test kits. What they want is they want people to get tested so that they can quarantine people so you don't infect the population. This is the thing with the virus. It has short term. So it hits and it, it does major damage and it affects a whole lot of people. Uh, the, 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 the doctor who runs the National Institute of Health a few days ago on Tuesday in a closed session briefing with senators advised that 70 to 150 million Americans who get infected by the coronavirus. So I'm asking all of you, if you haven't yet done so well, buy your perishables first. They can't last. You can't be quarantined for 14 days. And I eat about crackers a lot and jams and jellies because I don't eat fruits from a can or vegetables from a can. Right? We need our farmers. We need our farmers who plant stuff that I eat. I like my broccoli, my carrots, my tomatoes. I need my farmers who plant my zucchini, my squashes, the lettuce. We need our farmers who take care of the cows so I can drink milk. I like to drink milk every now and then. Yeah, I do. I drink. You don't need to, but I do drink milk. Suffice it to say, I take calcium, but I drink milk. <laughs> right? I need my, my veggies. We need our farmers for them, not just because they're Americans, but because they're people. They're hurting because they feel isolated and alone. Have you driven into rural America lately? Here in Michigan, if we drive, if I drive 100 miles, so let's say if I go 80 miles west, northwest, I'm going towards Lansing, the state capital. Between here and Lansing, once I pass Brighton, and Howell, I start hitting farmland. After Howell, it's acres and acres of farmland. They plant corn. My daughter, my oldest daughter, attended Michigan State University, so I used to go there frequently. And it was a delight in springtime to see acres of corn. You know what? I didn't see it last year and the year before. A lot of the farms that I used to see with the tractors and the horses, because to my children, who in, 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 in Metro Detroit, you know, they were like, that's a real farm? With the barn? You mean that's a real cow? I was like, I need to take it to the farm more often, <laughs> right? But I didn't see that much this past because a lot of those farms went out of business. They plant corn and soybeans and so on in the spring. But the weather was so unpredictable. They couldn't plant in the spring, so they were planting late spring, which reduces harvest. Do you see what I'm saying? So between here, so it's like, well, six to 70 miles out from Metro Detroit, you encounter farms. And it's the same where you live, right? Take a ride out this, this Saturday. If you take a ride out, if you're not doing anything this weekend, the weather is good, it's not snowing where you are, take a ride out to look at America's farmers. Going to some of these small towns 
uh, whatever they have, buy it out. Put something on your credit card. You want to do something good? Go into the farming town. They have a little store that sells stuff. Even if you don't consume it, even if you're going to take it back and drop it off at a shelter in your city or donate it to someone, buy it anyhow. Give our farmers some hope. Just go in and say, hey, man, how you doing? How's it going over here? I read a report. I just want to come see how my, how my neighbors are doing. Thank you for farming. Thank you for still feeding us and for staying out there. Sometimes, you know, do you all know sometimes I don't have internet? You know why? Because they're so far apart. Cell phone towers don't what? You know, uh, they don't put them up out there. So there's one like forever 50 miles, whereas in urban centers, they erect more cell towers in densely populated areas. So within a 20 mile radius, you find a lot more cell towers because there are more people dragging on data lines. Well, in farming communities, the aloneness takes them. So it's not like, well, they can go Netflix and chill, have access to the internet, the signal is spotty, and it drops. And they'll just be sitting there on the couch watching TV, and you're looking at the fact that your 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 goods can get to market, all your produce can get to market. It's rotting in the field, right? And the bank is threatening to take your house because the banks are owned by big banks. Chase and, and Bank of America, those big boys, the big bad boys of Wall Street. They're called the, the wolves of Wall Street for a reason. They're aggressive. They take over people's farms to leave it out there. So when you look at America, you realize that vast parts of America is dark at night. And the urban centers are lit up like a candlelight. In the meantime, people's lives are on the line and people are dying. So what can you and I do? Well, we can't buy more made-in-American goods, made-in-American produce, which we get anyway. We can't buy more of that. We should not complain when the prices go up because it costs. Just think of every time you have to ask yourself, what did this farmer go through? What did their family go through? Buying those things help to keep their, that is made 50 miles from home, 70 miles from where I live, 80 miles from where I work. I still want produce that's made here. I don't want to find out that we have to import tomatoes from Mexico or somewhere else and, and something happened and tomatoes can't get here. I would go crazy because I eat tomatoes every day. Matter of fact, anyway, I'm going to have it. Anyway, I'm just saying, <laughs> Right? I, I, this is this is something that I didn't realize how much this hit home for me, but this hits home for me because this is food. This is what we eat, and if we can't feed ourselves, and we have to rely on someone else to feed us, look at the coronavirus shutting border down. If we have to rely on someone else to feed us, what would we do? It seems to me that our attention and our priorities are skewed. We think too much about Darren Wall Street. And stocks going crazy. Like this morning, they halted trading on Wall Street so stocks won't drop to, didn't say much last night, to allay market fears. Well, what about the farmers, y'all? Big banks are going out there. Big banks trading on Wall Street owns their farms and is holding people by, in, in a, in a chokehold. Like, give me your money, saying your deed over to me. You see what I'm saying? So, hell no. I'm not going to be in, in bed with big banks and feel sorry for them. When they're tearing up small businesses and destroying people's lives, they have no compassion for people. Come on, y'all. Don't let me... Look, it's Thursday. Don't get me started. I haven't had breakfast yet. I haven't eaten in more than 14 hours. 
So maybe my blood sugar is a little low. Maybe I should eat something. I don't know. Right? But think about that. You see where I'm coming from? Think about it. There's something very, very wrong with this picture. There's something wrong and so wrong with this. Why in God's green earth you're going to tell me that U.S. soybean exports dropped 75% between 2017 and 2018? What did you expect those farmers to do? When farmers had to dump milk it out? No, you didn't, because if you had followed the career bureaucrats in the Department of Agriculture and the Department of State, they would have told you it's not executable and it's not a good idea. But no, you just came in with your degree from Harvard and thought that you had the answer to stuff written on paper and have no practical application to what is real. Am I telling the truth here? Come on, y'all, don't leave me out here sitting like that. Y'all need to say something so when they see this feed, they realize you are just as engaged as I am. But talk to me. I'm not hearing from you. Think about it. You, you, you hire all these people who their only practical experience is confined to a thesis they've written on paper. They have no practical application. Listen to this. Suicide rates amongst farmers increased 60%. Calls to crisis hotlines doubled. Bad weather prevented farms from planting 20 million acres. Here's something. Depression cause people to sell off farms. And I want to read you this. In 2018, 75 farmers took their lives in 2018. 2017, 75 farmers took their lives. So between 2014 and 2018, 450 farmers killed themselves. And you don't think that that's enough to stop a trade war. I know we're not going to say a lot of these folks because I used to say, well, they voted for Trump, but a lot of these folks have been having issues for years, for decades leading others. And Donald Trump promised them that he would help them. And the help he gave them was a trade war that caused being an organic farmer and explaining in detail how farming works. So if we don't make our own food, what are you going to do? Wait for somebody to come feed you? You know what they do when they're going to feed you? They also have guns. Give me everything you got. If you want food, you want that to happen here? Do you want us to resort to a society like that? No. Well, we need to go help our farmers. There are all, if you Google farmers in America, farmers in your state, there are all kinds of organizations. Donate. Hey, you. Uh, take a look at American Express Platinum. And donate 500 to to a farming effort near you. How about that? You don't want to drive 80 miles up because that's too long a drive. I can't be better. You want to save your money for some concert tickets. Hey, there won't be any concerts in the summer. Forget it. (laughs) Donate to farmers. Help people. Can we just look around us? How did you feel last night when the president said, I don't want to fly from Europe to come to, to, to our country? How did you all feel? You know what you all did? You were all in lockstep. You're all like, hell yeah, protect homeland. I don't want anybody bringing anything here. That's what you all said, right? You felt all of a sudden American and felt territorial and want my country protected. Well, how about the people who live there? Our ways to treat it, right? So don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Oh, my God, I'm sneezing. So that's the issue. Now you need to wait for the chills and the fever and the fatigue 
when you have that, you say, wait, just a minute. This, this doesn't feel right. That's what happened with Tom Hanks. The chills and the fever made them realize that something was, was wrong, right? And the fatigue, just this overwhelming, especially in those of us who are normally getting up or running around. We've got to help one another. I think we have lost this, the American way. We have forgotten that that's what being American is about. Do you know that? We forgot that. We forgot what being a calm, let me help you. That's what being American is. In the chase to become billionaires and to chase big money, we have forgotten what being American means. Farmers are the backbone of our, our country. Did you realize that we were an agrarian society? Remember the cotton mills under slavery in the South? Where do you think we got our money from? Farming. There were what? Cotton farmers. There were plantation owners who were cotton farmers. And he told me that, uh, he, he told me this one thing years and years ago. He said, there is only one America on the planet. And he said, the closest to it is Canada. He said, in America, you go to a 24 hour grocery store. This was before the rest of the world adopted the idea. He said, if you want a steak, you just walk up into a grocery store, pick up a steak, people right and walk right out. In America, you can eat a steak three times a day, seven days a week, and don't think about it. You don't believe it. Go to the grocery store. You see meat later out there. You can buy it if you want to eat meat every day. It's right there. You, because you take it for granted, you don't take things for granted here. Right? But we need to be in this season of pandemics. And borders closing, it's only a matter of time. They're shutting flights. They're going to start shutting ports. They're going to start when they realize the extent of it. Because guess what we're doing? Containment. And we got to be kinder to one another. A few days ago, I asked everyone to check on your seniors, your mom, dad, grandpa, great-grandpa, some of us, great-great-grandpa. Anyway, um... Check on your seniors, your aunts, your great uncles, who perhaps are living in a nursing home. Check on our seniors. Check on our loved ones. Talk to one another. I got to go. They're wrapping me up. They've been wrapping me up. But as we leave today, just like when we left yesterday, we didn't know that by the end of the day yesterday we would hear the Tom Hanks and the youth that Jasper Rudy Gomer has contracted the virus. Since this is unpredictable and it's clearly moving, I'm going to just pray for all of us. I believe that you're going to be fine, that if we employ preventative measures and we have faith and believe that you're here for a greater purpose, that God is going to keep you. I'm going to pray for God's protection about us on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Tell your friends about me so that they, too, can go and find me. I write books. They're available on Amazon.com. You might find some stuff in those books. Read my books as well. That also helps us to keep me going. I appreciate you. Remember to do what? Wash your hands while singing happy birthday. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Right? Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, everybody. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Be blessed, everybody.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.